cloud-based for easy access anywhere. Have all your broker tools on one screen. Seamless integrations with all load boards and capacity tools. Built for both truckload and LTL loads. Free to update. And no lag time, no crashes, with easy to export highly detailed data reporting. Schedule a demo now and ask about getting your first month free. And welcome to Put That Copy Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host for the next half hour as we talk about sales and freight. And today we have a very special guest. We have James Jacobs. He's a vice president of enterprise sales at Emerge. He's going to be joining us in just a couple seconds to talk about that balance between price and service. I mean, we're getting hit on prices and rates right now. Uh, the, the market is far below where it was uh, last year, the year before coming out of the, the pandemic chaos. And, you know, we, we start talking about price versus service because we don't want to sell on price. But before we jump into that, let's talk about the Freight Tech 100 awards. Uh, those nominations are closed. The nominations are in and we'll be announcing the top 100 tomorrow on FreightWaves TV and FreightWaves.com. So stay tuned for that. Make uh, you know, make notes. See if your company made the list of that top 100. From here, we send that top 100 list out to our panel of 85 industry experts to vote on the top 25 for this year. Always a big deal. We'll be announcing those on November 3rd at F3, the Future of Freight Festival here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. November 1st through the 3rd, we'll be announcing those on the last day of the event, November 3rd. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, buy them now. Go to the website there, live.freightwaves.com. You'll you'll see a series of emails as well. And you can just click on buy tickets and purchase those today. So encourage everyone to go out there and do that. It's going to be the biggest, baddest uh, conference in freight and logistics and the supply chain uh, this year. So go ahead and do that today. Also today, FreightWaves partner with Mercube to launch the supply chain tech index. So this is a stock index that, that tracks publicly traded supply chain companies. And what you'll see here are two lines on, on the graph here. Uh, the, the first one, line, the, the white line, is the stock price return index. So it's the index of what this basket of in, equities are trading at currently. And then the blue line is a total return chart. And that includes dividends and you know, both quarterly dividends and special dividends. So it's a total return chart. So those are both in Sonar now. So you can check those out um, there uh, for, for your pleasure right there. So that's a really, it's, it's, a, it's a different than the Dow Jones Transportation Index that everyone's familiar with. And that's been around a little over 100 years. It's not really focused on supply chain, though. This one is focused on supply chain. In the transports, you have airlines, you have uh, cruise lines, you have uh, a lot of companies that are really, they're transportation companies, I guess, uh, leisure companies and tourist companies, but they are not 
really involved in this supply chain all that much. So this tech index of the supply chain is going to be the go-to from now on when you want to to find out really the health of the the supply chain. So check that out in Sonar. Uh, But with that, um, let's talk about Thai software. So with Thai, Thai TMS saves three PLs and brokers an average of over two hours a day per rep with a smooth workflow design to help you speed up your process and scale the growth of your brokerage. With a centralized platform integrated with your load boards, rating tools, and carrier compliance, Thai TMS customers see an average 30% increase in monthly shipment volume. Visit thaisoftware.com today to schedule a demo, and that's T-A-I-software.com. So uh, go over to the website, schedule a demo, check out the TMS, and increase your productivity. They have some great communication tools. I was talking to the CEO a couple weeks ago here on Put That Coffee Down about using technology in your communications, not only quality and quantity of communication, but also velocity. So getting back to your carriers, getting back to your shipper companies Mm -hmm. in a very quick and and qualified way is uh, what really separates uh, the the good freight brokers from the average and the marginal freight brokers. Problems happen all the time in transportation, logistics, and the the quicker you can solve those problems, the the better you are at your job. The more you dodge those 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 problems, uh, the less uh, less trust your your clients are going to have, and they aren't going to be clients for very long. So, with all of that, let's talk about service. Let's talk about price and service with James Jacobs, a vice president of enterprise sales at Emerge. James, welcome to the program today. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to have you on the show today. Uh, put that coffee down. Let's talk about some sales and let's talk about service and. Um, Talk about Emerge a little bit. Right. You want a little yeah. background on myself? Or? Yeah, please. Okay. So uh, I've been with Merge for about nine months now. I've spent 14 years with Coyote Logistics, eight years with the Hub Group. So been around the block a few times, uh, but uh, happy to be at Merge. We have a fabulous technology we're excited to share with our customer base. Perfect. Great. And part of the technology is is really, you know, certainly about the RFP process, about the bidding process, but also about, you know, balancing service and, and price. You know, those are two must-haves for for any transportation manager. You know, it's, it's kind of a squeeze on both sides that the finance department is is squeezing them about staying within budget and the sales side is, is squeezing them on customer service. And that is... Um, that's, that's really kind of, kind of the, the, the spot most shipping departments and, and shippers uh, find themselves in, isn't it? Yeah. I think most shippers right now are trying to strike the balance and find what we're really coming to now called value. So if you're so, solely focused on price, you're probably going to run into some challenges. You're going to have service issues. Uh, but most customers are focused on the combination of service and price, how we balance that, how we find a value proposition. So we've seen the last two years that if we had treated transportation solely as a commodity, you're probably going to see your network upended. So at some point, you have to really focus on that service, focus on who your partners are, and really understand their business as well. Yeah, commodities is where uh, freight brokers go to die, I think, right? If you're selling right. selling on price, if you're commoditized, if you can't differentiate yourself, um, it, you're going to have a very hard and very transactional life, really. Yeah, same with the customers. I mean, you have your shippers of choice. 
We're seeing customers migrate, change the way they do business, understand their carriers' networks better. All of that equals a value, a better value proposition for the customer. Now, as we start yeah. to see the markets go down, you know, that value and that price become more important. What are you getting for that price? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was thinking about, you know, if you join the industry in 2020, 2021, you've never really seen a down market. And, you know, you've never done the race to the bottom uh, on, on price where, you know, if you started, say, last year, year before, um, the, the value came from finding capacity. I mean, that's that's where you got you didn't really have to look for value because it was right there. Now, finding capacity isn't anywhere near as valuable uh, in 2022. It's all about additional services, about adding additional value in, in other ways, and that can be difficult. Yeah, I think most carriers have to differentiate themselves through service. Uh, but h- how do you help the customer see that service and that value proposition? Uh, customers measure you in different ways, whether that's on-time pickup, on-time delivery, primary tender acceptance. I think hitting those core metrics and differentiating yourself from the crowd, showing that you can bro- you can bring that value is incredibly important, uh, especially as you show value to that customer and get stickier with them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all about stickiness. You're exactly right. It's all about finding that stickiness. And when we talk about service levels, you, you named uh, three right there. Uh, are, are those the, the top three that, that you find out there when, when we talk about service? Because that's kind of a, uh, uh, you know, that's a broad term, right? Broad term that, that kind of needs to be unpacked a little bit. And what exactly do most shippers, you know, define as service? And you know, tender acceptance being one, you know, being on time, uh, damages or, or another. What, what are some of the other hidden ones or, or maybe some of the indirect type of, of service levels that, that you might not even uncover? Well, I think across the board, universally with the customer base, you know, on-time pickup, on-time delivery, and primary tender acceptance are the primary ones. Really, the, the challenge out there is how the customers measure each of those categories. So every customer may measure them a little bit differently. Uh, so if you take on-time delivery, some customers measure to the minute, to the hour, to the half hour, to the day. So the challenge for most carriers out there is how do you take hundreds of customers who have the same metrics that they want to measure, but they each measure them differently. That's that's a huge challenge for, for carriers. It is. It, it really is because, you know, every company is different. Every company is different. They have different KPIs. They have different uh, ways that, that they measure, just as you said. And it's hard to, to standardize that, that system just because they're all just a little bit unique. Um, when we talk about poor service and, and kind of how do we define poor service? I and mean, if we're talking about measurements, right, there, there, there's great service, there's average service, there's poor service. And uh, how, do, how do carriers kind of uh, fit in and, and kind of gauge where they are? Well, most customers can, are measuring their carrier base and they can tell you where you stand. The key metric of, uh, that we all have to understand, and that really has to be the transparency of the customer, is when you're balancing that price and service, what does a percentage point of on-time delivery mean to you? If you can move the needle from 95% to 96% on time, is that worth $250 more in line haul spend? I don't know. That's really up to the customer and understanding the nuances of those customers. There may be certain lanes, uh, certain customers that they're servicing that need that really high priority. But really, it's finding that balance, and you're going to have to understand that with your customer. And that's where we come back to, to unique. You know, every shipper is kind of unique in that way. Every industry is kind of unique. If you're talking about 
high-end goods that the transportation cost is is a small percentage of the overall cost of, of goods. Um, though there's a, a little bit more wiggle room in that, and there's probably a little bit tighter service level standards imposed in that. And you go down to uh, to more commoditized products, you know, packaging, uh, cardboard being one, lumber always being one, where transportation costs are a huge percentage. Uh, and, and you're having a, a completely different conversation at that point, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, it, it, it depends on the product. But again, if you have, uh, if you're providing the boxes to a beverage distributor and you are late getting that to their facility mm-hmm. and you shut down the line, there's an extreme cost component to that. So even though it's a commodity, the, the negative impact of that load being late has dire consequences. It, it does. And that goes into the indirect cost, right? And, and I think... Um... I, I I've shut down a line before, so it's it's not it's not very, <laughs> only once, yes, <laughs> only once in Mexico, and uh, and you know the ramifications are, are pretty bad, you know. I mean, but but sometimes uh, you know things happen, but you you have to to figure in both those direct service levels and those indirect service levels, and that is you know if it doesn't show up in time, then. Um, you have a crew out there, you know, if you're doing flatbed stuff like I used to, you might have a, a crane service out there it's sitting around. You know, that's a cost, right? If, if you're taking packaging to that beverage company and the line shuts down, uh, th- th- those co- costs kind of just balloon out of sight. You know, you're talking about $250 becomes nothing. Uh, you know, certainly an oil rig has to shut down or has to slow down, right? I mean, $250 more to, to make sure that doesn't happen is is nothing. And you have to understand where your customer is coming from. Yeah, and I think that's why we've moved away from, our customer base has moved away from solely focused on price to, to finding that value proposition because there are so many costs associated. You can have your budget and your budget can get completely blown up because of all these costs that you didn't foresee. And so there's, you know, there's direct impact of poor service. So that's fines and penalties. There's lots of those out there right now. And then there's the indirect costs. So there's a lost sales. Uh, there's lost customers. There's higher transactional costs. So if you have a lane that your carrier falls off of routinely and you have to go book that freight in a transactional market, you're going to have a higher probability that that load's going to be late because you're putting a carrier that's unfamiliar with that business on it. And you're also buying into a higher cost market typically in the same day or day of environment. So like, I'll give you an example. This weekend, I went to go purchase an mm-hmm. item. Um, I went into the store, like most consumers, I picked up a couple item, items I didn't intend to buy. And then I went to look for the main item I was there for. I couldn't find it. So I put down those two impulse purchases and I walked out of the store to go find the product I, I went in search of. So that's that's an indirect cost. And those are very difficult to measure. Those are. Those are. And those exactly right. Those indirect costs are the ones that oftentimes make or break a sell. Um, so if we go into the service levels and what those mean, and we can probably all agree, bigger doesn't always mean better. So when we talk about service levels with larger carriers, do, you know, the service levels, you know, quantifiably, are they any better than, than smaller carriers or smaller fleets? I think there's great cares across the spectrum. I don't think anybody goes out and buys trucks and hires drivers to go give customers a poor experience. So I don't think anybody sets out to that. That's a good way to ruin your business. Uh, what I do think is commonly customers do not do a great job in the procurement process 
of setting expectations and really helping the carriers understand their business. And then the other piece is fit. So carriers have networks, customers have networks. When those networks fit, then you're going to find value and you're going to find better service. That's just that's just part of it. And when we try to fit that round peg in the square hole, that's where we're going to have problems. We're going to see high service and poor calls. So finding those those carriers that complement your network is important, and that really starts in the procurement process. If you wait downstream, you're too late. And I think that's where the procurement process has traditionally been been tough, right? Because it's hard to see the entire universe of carriers out there. So you you might you you you're probably missing, you know, traditionally, right? Certainly, ten years ago, you're missing probably uh, carriers that would have been a great fit within your network as as a shipper, but you just didn't really have the visibility to uh, to define those. Yeah, and I think that continues to be a challenge. Uh, what we saw over the last two years, prior to COVID, a lot of freight was condensed in the hands of a few. So when, when COVID hit and we came back out of this economy, exploded, we had surges in in, uh, in freight and the, the traditional carriers that they had couldn't absorb all that freight. And so there are other carriers out there that do a great job and they do not have exposure to your business. So, you know, we've got a looming potential rail strike here on the horizon. There are more calamities that will come that will cause disruptions, and you have to deepen your bench to be prepared for that. And that's where uh, technology really comes in. And the technology advances in the industry over the last 10 years is is kind of in that procurement process and having more visibility to to more carriers, uh, more options, and finding those those great fits because uh, you're exactly right. You know, you have to match network to network. And when you can can do that, you can drive a lot of value. If you're trying to to consistently put that round or that square peg in a round hole, uh, you know, you are going to blow through transportation budgets on a pretty, you know, predictable, you know, cycle. Yeah. And Again, it starts with the procurement process. You've got to make sure you're putting the right freight out there. So we have too many customers that are annualizing bids with uh, with uh, short-term freight. So it may be a spring surge. It may be a promo. But they're packing this into their annual bids. And then when this volume comes, you're asking your, your carriers to surge 25 50% on a day-over-day basis, week-over-week basis. So first of all, you need to use technology to make sure you have your freight in the right bucket. So is this transactional freight? Is this contractual freight? So let's get them in the right buckets. Let's make sure we we take the freight that is not annual and let's put in a shorter duration bid. So whether that's a mini bid, a quarterly bid, six month bid, let's get it in the right buckets so that we're putting volumes out to our carriers that they can measure and manage against. They're accurate. And then that's where tech, you know, again, that's where technology comes in because it's very hard to do that manual. I think that's what uh, it's been a very the RFP, the bid, the, the procurement process has been a, a manual task that companies have just uh, it's just not it hasn't been worth the time. But with technology uh, and um, and companies like Emerge, right, you can start putting those lanes in the right bucket to, to price them efficiently. That will get you the the, the price you need and the service levels that you need. And that's kind of always been the missing link. Yeah, we have technology today that's going to allow you to uh, import your your carrier metrics so that when you're making buying decisions, you're looking at both price and service. You're managing both those pieces. And then to help you deepen your bench, 
we have a marketplace that exposes our uh, customers to thousands of pre-vetted small to medium carriers, private fleets, dedicated fleets that they can bring into their networks and see all the attributes, service levels about these carriers. So you've got the opportunity to, one, get your RFP correct and start to balance the service and the price. But also, you're going to have an opportunity to allow these thousands of great small to medium-sized carriers that have access to see your bid and your business so that you can find new providers to grow relationships with. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you need all those tools to, to, to find that right fit. You know, find those networks that align and your whole portfolio of lanes as a shipper isn't, you know, it's very diverse, right? And you need a diverse base and having the tools and the resources to, to go out and find uh, networks that align with you. I mean, that's, that's, that's like the, the key to the castle in a lot of ways. That's right. We, we all want an easy button and uh, we're, we're trying to get as close to that as we can. But there's the days of one large asset shipper dropping thousands of trailers into your network and running anywhere you want them to go are gone. So we really, it's about fits. It, it is. And, and those days are gone and probably good that they are gone because they were inefficient in, in a lot of ways, right? For for both the carriers right. and for the, the shippers. So they're both um, both inefficient and, and, you know, you have to find those efficiencies to find value. Um, talk about value. Talk about the market. Uh, what do you, what's your outlook for uh, the, the you know the remainder of the year? I think we're a good team. Going to uh, continue to see some softening in the market. Uh, typically, as you're very well aware of, uh, contract pricing lags spot pricing. So as we get through, there may be some bumps in peak season. If there's a strike, there's certainly going to be bumps. But as we get into the latter part of net. As we get into the first part of next year, we'll see start to see these contract rates reset. We'll start to see rates fall, and we'll start to see customers focusing on service again. Service kind of went out the window. It's, can you give me a truck? Well, that's all going to come back into scope now. Yeah, you're exactly right. The last two years, two plus years, really um, uh, have been about can you find me a truck, and now it is about service uh, again. It definitely is. Uh, so, uh, do you see? Uh, you said resetting next year contract rates. Do you see do you see shippers talking about that constantly resetting those contract rates? No, I, I think shippers are still trying to understand where this market's going. Uh, you know, we're starting to see the evidence. But again, if you if all you ever do is run an annual RFP, then you're backwards looking. So your data is backwards, and it's back. It's you know past. So I think having tools and data and analytics at your hands to help you understand what is currently happening, so benchmarking your business against the market, that helps to tell you what's happening. So I think they're they're heading into this current environment uh, softly and lightly treading. So they're, they're, they're concerned. But I think everybody is looking to reset their base costs uh, across the board. But how they do that is going to vary by shipper. I see a lot of incumbency strategies and things like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild card, right? And and a rail strike would be a, another wild card into everything. So treading lightly is not a bad strategy uh, as well. Hey, James, thanks for, for joining us. How, how does our audience reach out and learn more about yourself and Emerge? Yeah, you can go to our website and uh, you're welcome to call any of our sales rep myself, but uh, we're all over LinkedIn. We'll be at all the Freightways uh, conferences. So come and find us and, and learn more about our business. Thank you very much. And tell George hi. Um, George Abernathy, yep. president over at Emerge. And, um, 
And, you know, thanks again for, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So that was uh, James Jacobs, Vice President of Enterprise Sales over Emerge. And, you know, talking about contract rates, talking about spot rates, always interesting that the procurement process for for carriers, uh, when you talk to shippers, is always fascinating as as well. And you know, it really is a, it's a balance between service and price um, and transportation departments or you know, operations and finance or, or hammering them on, on transportation budgets. And the sales uh, department is always uh, talking about revenue and service levels to the customers. And it's always kind of a, uh, you know, it's, it's just a tough situation for a lot of transportation managers. So there is that balance between service and price and something that you always have to know. You always have to know the industry that you're operating in and those indirect costs that will jump up and, and bite you uh, when, when you're not looking. And oftentimes those are hidden and those are things that you have to, to, to find for that. But that wraps it up for this episode. See you next week. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses to win these expenses. I got expenses to win these expenses. I've been winning all the work. I've been shutting out the stars.